Howdy friends, welcome to another episode of Between Players. My name is Zach, and tonight my brother Robert is joining me. And basically our topic tonight is one that I'm hoping to continue over a few episodes where I get to talk to friends and family, obviously, who are in the gaming space and basically just say, like, what are the 20 more or less desert island games for you? Like, uh, a friend of mine, Elliot, who will be, you know, on one of our interviews, uh, he and I were having this discussion the other day about, like, like time and time to play games and as like a kind of a casual gamer and as like I have like I have to choose what I invest in uh he's he made the comment that basically you only get to play 20 games in your lifetime and so like if that's the case like what are those going to be like what do we feel like are the creme de la cremes these are not necessarily in any particular order or well maybe rob for yours they are in a particular i just i've written a first draft which you've read of mine and i I'm still, I'm still hesitant to like, you know, set it in stone. And obviously none of the stuff is in stone, but at the moment, right now, 2022, January, here we are, Rob, what are the 20 games that you, that a, that a person must play? Yeah. Uh, I came at it from a lot of different angles. Uh, when I got the prompt of what are 20 games, that you have to play or 20 games that you couldn't go without. Um, there's, you know, my mind went, there's a lot of classics that I think are excellent games that I, th- I would recommend to anyone who likes video games just to play. They're totally worth playing. Um, I thought of, you know, what are some, some of my favorite games from a number of different genres that I've really enjoyed. I've thought about the games that I spent the most time playing that I really enjoy. So there, you know, there's going to be kind of an odd hodgepodge of things, um, on my list and God knows uh, I've had less than 12 hours to try and come up with something. So I'm sure I've missed a lot of things and I'm going to be kicking myself for, um, the next God knows how long, but I have put together some titles. Uh, do you want to go, all right, what do you want to do? Do you want to just like go through your list back and forth with me? Do you want me to go through my whole list? Do you want to talk about any of these games? You're the, you're the, uh, I'm the the MC. I'm here. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's, let's do your list. And what we'll do is kind of just go from bottom to top and, um, like I said, like, it's not really about like this being a ranking, right? This is just like, these are the games. And basically I'm just looking for like, what's the game? What about it makes it like, like fit the criteria for you. And if we mm-hmm. get to the end, I'm probably, I'm going to like do my episode on a separate one. So right now it's just a collection of y'all's, uh, oh, y'all's okay. input. So let's okay. go ahead and do yours from bottom to top. So start at 20, work your way up. Okay. And then if you've got some honorable missions, you know, we can put those in obviously, but like, I'll probably just ask you sure. questions along the way and just kind of get your, get your feels about it. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, these are in, in no particular order. Uh, and I will admit up front, there's a little bit of uh, recency bias to these. So, uh, but we'll just get started at the bottom. Um, the first one I have up is deep rock galactic, which we've been playing a whole lot of, um, both solo and with our friend group. Uh, It has massive replayability. There's new content dropping into it all the time. 
I've had a blast playing it. I've put a ton of hours into it solo and with friends. It's a great game to play with people. So if on this deserted island uh, you can co-op, then this is probably one of the most fun co-op games I've played in a long, long time. Um, and it's still super fun solo. So really safe bet all around. Um, if you like Wacky Dwarves and FPS games, it's, uh, it's super solid. Um, yeah, hard, hard, uh, hard support for that one. Great, great replayability, and like you said, the like, I think I think the thing that just makes it so good is just like the casual. There's they have a really good loop of casual and difficulty there. It just like I don't know. It feels like the perfect, I don't know, kind of like a perfect sandwich type of a game. You know what I mean? Like it's just like oh, it's so satisfying. Like you think you're gonna have a good time, and you always do. You always do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the right amount of challenging. You can always Mm -hmm. tune the challenge up and down to where you feel comfortable. Um, I've got, I, I don't remember how many hours it took me to prestige my first dwarf and then realize that there was another, you know, 25, 30% content that you can start doing deep dives. You can start forging materials. You start Mm -hmm. doing like your advanced building. So yeah, just overall, lots of fun, lots of things to dig your teeth into, uh, game types and mods and all kinds of craziness. So all around, really solid game. Uh, Excellent. The next one up, I was I wanted to pick a, a roguelike um, or a procedural kind of arcadey game because I do play a lot of those, and they are you know there's a lot of replayability in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was debating between uh, Hades and Wizard of Legend because hmm. um, I've spent a ton of time playing both, and I ended up with Hades. Uh, really, I I would almost put them on tier. You know, they I've played them about the same amount. Um, they're both super fun. I could pick up and play either of them anytime. Um, they both have really interesting mechanics. The controls are worked out really well. Um, even though it's procedural and you kind of know what's ahead of you, um, it still mixes things up enough that it's fun and interesting every single time you play through. Um, I would highly recommend if you're, you know, want something a little bit more casual, you can sit down and play for 10, 20, 30 minutes and feel very satisfied or an hour to three hours and still feel very satisfied. I would highly suggest picking up Hades, um, or another, procedural roguelike uh they're just a great great way to spend time low uh i don't want to say low effort but low investment maybe Mm. it's something yeah i feel like it's something also that rewards like you setting it down and picking it back up also like i feel like hades in particular like all the story stuff every time it seems like every time i play it i get something new out of it Mm -hmm. so yeah Definitely, definitely love the rich world artwork, all that stuff. Very, mm-hmm. very, very pleasing. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next up, I have Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm, classic. War of the Lions. I've played a lot of Tactics-esque games. Um, you know, your Disgaea's, uh, your... Oh, God, what... Now, I'm, of course, I don't, now that I'm saying I've played them all, I'm reaching for names. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Mm. Um, oh God, Did you ever do the ogre, ogre battle? I didn't do Ogre. Uh, I played I, XCOM. XCOM, yeah. Yep. 
Um, honestly, none of them have really gripped me the way that Tactics did, does, will always. Uh, it's super fun. The story is extremely interesting. The class system is very well thought out, very fun. Um, I have, aside from the graphics, there's pretty much nothing to be... Uh, nothing bad to be spoken about it and from its era i mean i remember playing it on playstation mm-hmm. and being blown away <laughs> with the graphics and it it does kind of lean into the tactics uh gameplay with everything being blocky mm-hmm. um, so kind of like uh one of my other games on here minecraft uh, i don't feel like the the graphics is necessarily a detractant to how much fun the game really is it's just yeah. an absolute joy to play cannot agree more it still stuns when they re-released it for psp i was like i mm-hmm. had to get it immediately just because of how gorgeous it is oh they, it's so good they made some quality of life fixes i i'm not sure I've, have they put it out on pc tactics don't recall i know that they ported it for um it's on it's on switch play store uh maybe maybe Uh, i'll look into it yeah i I haven't looked for i i have it on an emulator so yeah yeah (laughs) sometimes it's the only way man yeah (laughs) i'm worried that they patched some of the exploits that i'm used to (laughs) (laughs) with the re-releases so i'll play the original there you go yeah absolute absolute banger of a title absolute and again just so much replayability mm-hmm. so every single time i played the game almost i've found new characters that i didn't unlock before new encounters new dungeons new bits of story um i've played it so many times and every time i get a little a new little nugget out of it so lots and lots of uh, excellent excellent memories time spent with uh ye oldie final fantasy tactics oldie but a goodie all right man what you got next um as alluded to next i have minecraft the mojang edition mm. before they sold out <laughs> before he got his uh, endless count candy fountains in la <laughs> before he got what he really deserved because the game is absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. um i you know in my collegiate career i had multiple uh saves that were spread across you know my computers that i had i kept one um on our uh so in engineering each of the students had their online drive that the uh the school gives you it's like a little bit of of uh, cloud storage mm-hmm. it's your u drive um so you could have a dedicated backup you didn't have to worry about having you know a thumb drive that you would lose and every time you log into a computer it automatically maps it mm. um so i stored my one of a couple of my worlds on the u drive and put together a little script that allowed me to redirect the launcher um to, to execute out of my U drive and pick up my U drive saves. So I could play uh, on any computer in the school. So I just log in, let it map my drive and run my, <laughs> run my script. And I was off to the races. It was uh, I drained so many hours playing Minecraft. It is absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. I shudder to think how many hours I spent playing Minecraft. Yeah. And it's a game. I feel like you can, you can just burn time in and hunt. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> like it never feels I don't know. There there is something weirdly um uh it's like s- swimming or running or meditating or something like that where like you okay. just get into this weird rhythm and you don't feel any need to do <laughs> anything else. It's very satisfying, it's pretty calming. Uh yeah. can't can't agree more with this pick. It's uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the video game equivalent of an adult coloring book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, and even like, I feel like even in the time I've spent, which is considerable, but not amazing, uh, like uh, playing with the friend group, like mm-hmm. I learned so many like goofy tricks that you could do with just like stock standard game. That was just like, I hate. Oh, man. I like the uh at the water the water bridge was pretty fun have like having boats <laughs> boats in the sky bridge mm-hmm. um just like stuff that you know i never i don't know why i maybe i would have come up with it sometime but just like stuff that i learned it was just like oh that's oh yeah you can just you can just do this mhm mhm yeah it, it is really a blank canvas um which is fantastic and i feel like uh, the mojang edition especially had so much weird flexibility um, I, you know, I remember when I figured out how to make an obsidian generator mm. system and I was just like, I am God, I am <laughs> God of your realm, Mojang. You didn't see this coming. No, no, he did not. But now he's, uh, you know, he's on candy Island. That's right. Man deserves it. He did a great thing. He did. Changed he, the world. He definitely brought something beautiful into the world. Mm-hmm. All right. We're, All right. we're four so far. All right, next up is Bioshock 2. Oh, okay. Now, this is interesting because, um, like, I definitely love... Weirdly, like, I've never played the second Bioshock. I've only played the first one and then inf- uh, Infinite. Mm-hmm. So how did how did 2 pu- push 1 out of the spotlight? Um, I feel, Personally, I felt like they refined a lot of the gameplay in 2, um, like thematics aside, uh, with the little sisters and big sisters and whatnot, mm-hmm. the the mechanics, the graphics, the ambiance, I feel like they really polished um, the original Bioshock and Bioshock Two. Mm, I see. Uh, I love them both. Don't get me wrong, but if you were to hand me, uh you know, Halo original for PC or Halo two, I'd, I'd pick up Halo two. Mm, that's fair. It's just a better, a better version of the original, essentially. I think the improvements they made were mm. uh, absolutely worth uh, pushing two out over one. Mm. Me personally. In a lot of, in a lot of cases, the, the like the, the second, it's interesting because there is like a big divide of games where like the second title, it feels like they maybe went too far or like, mm-hmm. you know, altered the sauce too much. But mm-hmm. Bioshock 2, in your opinion, is the uh, the superior, <clears throat> the superior revision of the original. I definitely think it was an improvement for sure. That's cool. Well, I guess that'll give me something to put on the old uh, Steam Steam list of shame. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't played it. Uh, I I preferred it over uh, Infinite. Um, I really liked the the set and setting in Infinite. Yeah, same. Um, but I thought Bioshock Two was was the the creme de la creme, as it were. Yeah, Infinite for me was much more like the same thing. Like set and setting was great. I think there were 
I think it was just one of those games where there's like there was so much promised and ideas that just eventually became like ended up on the cutting room floor, so to speak, in their development mm-hmm. arc that yeah. it just like it wasn't the game that in my mind I was going to get to play. Mm-hmm. And it was much more almost like a narrative on rails. Mm-hmm. So like the story was fine, but that's not kind of what I wanted. I wanted something a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, something with a bit more variety in it. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, it's all good though. Yep. Uh, up next, I have Transistor. Mm. So this is a, your first uh, super giant game. So you have you played all of the super giant games? Uh, the first super giant game I played was Bastion, and I think that is I the think. first one. That was like, wasn't it on Xbox Arcade or something like that? The live arcade. Trying to remember. I think I played it on PC, but it may have been on my 360 back in the day when I still had it. Yeah. I'm honestly not positive on that one. But yeah, I loved Bastion. I loved the um the art style and the gameplay. I thought it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've played a bunch of their other games as they've been released. Uh, and I thought Transistor was really a, a pinnacle of the form. Uh, lots of replayability, a really interesting combat system, a really cool story, awesome graphics, um, just all around. Awesome game, lots of replayability. You can new game plus, you get more combinations, more abilities, more fun. It is, it's super, super cool. Mm. I really enjoyed playing it. And it's one of those games that like every time I think about it, I want to go back and play it some more. Huh. No, no, don't do it. No. <laughs> You have other games. And it, it is kind of a tactics e game. Like it has yes. this like kind of like almost tactics flow to where like when you pause to decide your movement and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the combo stacking of abilities on the on the sword, where you have like, which is a system that uh, is improved, I think, in Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like the sort of like whatever, like the three abilities or three different attack types you get or something and how they all just like eat up um, essentially like a stamina bar per turn or a meter. Yeah, you're, you're trying to develop combos that um, feed off of each other that mm-hmm. can cover, you know, cover a large amount of ground or do a lot of single target damage or crowd control or status effect. You know, it's it's all about building a winning combination, and it you can tune it to fit your play style. You know, if you want to big do big AOE or you know targeted focus down or strategic, there's a lot of different routes you can take. You have a little bit more flexibility with it, I feel like, than you do with something more procedural like Hades, where you're just kind of making the best of what you get mm-hmm. out of your run. Uh, Gungeons the same way. Wizard of Legends the same way. Um, the the role of the, the RNG of the game um, has a lot to say about how well you'll you'll succeed in each run. Yeah. Whereas Transistor is much more rote. Yeah, I feel like you have a little bit more control over what you're doing since you mm-hmm. get to you get to put your your kind of combat um, your combat system together the way you want it to be. Well, that's that is two up for uh, <laughs> that's two up for super giant on your on your stack here. Oh, we're we're just getting warmed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Mario Kart. 
Uh, I haven't played a Mario Kart game that I wait. Wait, so which one are we talking about here? You, you mean like Super Nintendo Mario Kart, like first release, or are you talking about like, or is like Mario Kart the franchise? I I, I mean, pick one. I don't think I've played a Mario Kart that I didn't like. Like the SNES, we wore the controllers out. Yeah. Uh, N64 wore the controllers out. GameCube wore the controllers out. Switch. Mm-hmm wearing the controllers out currently wearing uh, the controllers out yeah currently wearing the controllers out so yeah i mean pick one they've all been bangers they're super fun to play on your own they're super fun to play multiplayer mm-hmm. uh yeah hey, pick one out of the lineup and you can't go wrong yeah i totally i i am definitely with you i'm i'm impressed with how much they've been able to like it seems like improve the overall, like the actual racing parts of the game, I feel like have gotten better and better from a technical perspective in mm-hmm. the most recent uh, Switch iteration mm-hmm. deluxe. Um, it's for me, I think the thing that makes that maybe separates it a little bit more from the pack outside of the hilarious uh, replay feature, um, which is endlessly entertaining, um, is just like <laughs> as you go up in speed classes, like the technical parts of driving become much more uh sophisticated and like oh, your yeah. your character selection car and build become much more interesting um uh, facets of that so like i don't know i the more i play it the more i realize i don't know anything about it kind of like it's like as somebody who's played it like mostly casually and hasn't like hasn't like deep dived it currently it's one of those games it's just like you said, it's just I'm lucky that I can, it's a game that is flexible enough to where like somebody like me who plays semi-regularly can do well. Someone like my uh, spouse who plays once in a while has fun and someone who's high level still gets excitement from playing the game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's super fun all around. Baddest of the bad. All right. Mario Kart. Mario oh, that's Kart. an easy win. Next up is Dragon Age Inquisition. Now that's kind of an interesting pick because it's mm-hmm. a more it's the most recent of the. Uh, excuse me, it's like you know some people like to like give latter day Bioshock a hard or Bioshock Bioware a hard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so why why Inquisition over Origins or um, I'm trying to remember what the the other first one was that was that expansion that was like kind of kind of like really well really well uh reviewed i thought that was origins is origins the expansion of the original one i thought origins was the was the expansion like the 1.5 yeah yeah you're right you're right but yeah so why why that over like i can kind of understand why you skip over two like two i think is a mutt is like it's got some cool ideas but it's definitely a different almost like a totally different game Mm mm-hmm um but yeah why why inquisition over everything else uh yeah, of of the dragon ages and i played uh i think i played one two and then inquisition mm-hmm. uh, i think origins is the only one i didn't get to play uh, okay uh but i thought it was definitely the most polished and the most fun okay uh it wasn't quite as broken as one and two like i, I remember just rolling four wizards deep and like steamrolling the both of those games pretty soundily. Hmm. Um, 
I feel like they they did a lot of rebalancing. Uh, the engine was really smooth. The story was interesting. There's tons of side quests. There's uh, an awesome crafting system that's a lot of fun to play around with. Mm-hmm. Um, part of how I eventually more or less broke the game uh, is just through crafting. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just super fun. The graphics were great. Uh, it, it was a fun story. It's a fun gameplay. I like the tactics-y games. So the, um, I don't know what you'd call it, more of an active yeah, it, action tactics, action it's all strategy. Part of their, um, it's all part of their sauce, right? Like the uh, the Bioware sauce of like KOTOR and other things. Like you can you can deliberately pause and assign actions, and that is more than encouraged. I think in uh, in a Dragon Age, like you kind of have to. I don't think oh, yeah. you can play it fast enough to like make all those ranged decisions where you have to like move your people and like, you know, assign, assign moment to moment things to happen. You can get an inquisition. They gave you a pretty good, uh, AI control kit. Yes. Um, like a reaction trigger stuff. Yeah. You can set a huge list of behaviors for all of your followers that are all kind of, they're like I triple T, um, as well as some basic behavioral standards. So like play ranged, play defense, play healer. And then you can like set a bunch of triggers like ally below 50% or enemy with shield or, you know, so there's, you can get it pretty close to having to not intervene, but yeah, like at, even as good as your bots are, um, I did find myself stopping and, and, <laughs> having the oh shits at least a couple times so yeah i did very little of that of the former and on my playthrough it was all like it was pretty high touch mm. um throughout the throughout the game and that's mainly a failing on my part of not like learning the behavior system and making it work for me yeah i mean if you had fun you had fun oh yeah yeah absolutely i'm just did. lazy so <laughs> set set them time. and forget them. Yeah, I, I spent more time trying to get my um, trying to get my drones to take care of themselves, um, and it it did pay off. Not that I never had to stop and figure stuff out from time to time, but yeah, yep. There's a lot you can do with it. It's a lot of fun. Most excellent. Uh, I think Portal really goes with. Doesn't need any explanation. Uh, if, if you haven't played it, you should play Portal. Uh, it's a fantastic game. I played, replayed, played challenges, played time attack, played all of the game modes, played custom maps, played everything I could get my hands on. The it was a revolutionary game in terms of physics, um, physics navigation, thinking about map creation, thinking about gameplay, flow. Uh, it absolutely bent my mind inside out. I had an incredible time playing Portal. Um, it's made me think about space in games more than any other game I've ever played has ever forced me to think about you know, spatial awareness. Just all around. Fantastic game. 
Yeah, I can't agree more. I Portal, I think the first Portal, like, it almost feels like a bit of a magic trick. Like, the game mm-hmm. is kind of... I was just listening to some other podcast, and they were talking about... It was a, a bunch of the people on the podcast had never played through the first one. Oh, wow. And they all kind of said the same thing. They're like, you know, the people who played it before were replaying it. They kind of like pick a game each week and go through it. Uh-huh. And like, they're like, yeah, I can't, I really can't think of a more kind of perfect game in a lot of ways. Like the pacing of the first one is really excellent. It's kind of short. It's over before you think it will be. And that's because it's just so good. Um, right. And yeah, like you said, thinking about space and where, like portal placement and velocity and all those other like pieces. It was like, even when I step into like playing the sequel, like every time the map design in both games is just really off the charts. And of course, like the, all of the, I don't want to call them like memes, but just like sound bites and stuff that has come out, like the characters of, you know, GLaDOS and, um, little uh, security drones and stuff like that. Like they all, it that game has like so much, I don't know, raw personality also. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like one of those perfect, perfect hits. And don't forget about the companion cube. Oh, our dear, See? sweet, our dear, sweet friend. about the companion cube. How, how, how could I have forgotten? Yeah, it was a, tri- it was a triumph as they say. It's as deep and as superficial as you would like it to be. If you just yeah, yeah. <laughs> portals, you knock yourself out. If you want to like dig into the the likely abandoned science facility that has been ruled by this insane AI for untold time, and it's kind of coming apart at the seams uh, on all the darkness that is contained therein, there's plenty of uh, of wacky weirdness to dig into. Hard agree. Uh, next up is a game that I've, I've probably spent more time in, I think, than any other game I've played, and that's Destiny 2. Oh, man. I played a absolute insane amount of the original Destiny uh, and then picked up Destiny 2 what, two or three years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Let's. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say through at least three years ago. Probably three years ago. I'm trying to remember what season I started in. It was pre Osiris. Uh, oh wow! When the lighthouse came up, um, it must have been just after uh, the Fallen expansion. So I think that was the last major uh, story update that had been released. So it was in between. Um, but I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours playing Destiny 2. It's a super fun game. Um, I love Bungie's FPS formula. Uh, the feel, the weapons, the tuning, the combat, the abilities. It always just feels really, really solid. Um, that's why I loved all of the Halo games for the most part. Um, I at least like playing them. They're extremely yeah. playable. The physics is super fun. Um, the weapons in the build process are great. The graphics are amazing. The sound effects and music are awesome. The story's awesome. I've enjoyed Destiny 2 an absurd amount. Um, I'm looking forward to the Witch Queen 
when I'm trying to uh, save that time and try and play some other games. Um, I don't know if you have this problem, but you find a game you really like and you end up playing just that game for weeks and weeks and weeks and your pile of unplayed games starts judging you. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, basically my year every year, right? Like, um, I basically shoot to have, like, one full game done each quarter. <laughs> Oof. That's about my run rate. <laughs> it's about... I get to finish about four games a year, but yeah. Dang. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm trying to take a break right now so that I can uh, bang out some games that I've been meaning to play in my library, which is going... It's going okay. I'm in a I'm in a similar space. I've got I've, I'm desperately trying to finish. Uh, I say finish, continue playing um, Fallout Four because mm. when I do play it, I enjoy it. But uh, like you know, usual stuff, life, life distractions, etc. Or you know, Destiny Two gets in the way. <laughs> Destiny Two, swear to God. Yep. So. Uh, excellent game. Um, next on the list is another one of my all-time favorite first-person shooters is uh, Black Ops 2. This one kind of surprised me. Like uh, this one actually surprised me a little bit, just because like I I was like in Modern Warfare from two, mm-hmm. so I played Modern Warfare one, two, and three, and then kind of stopped. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And just as I stopped, you really ramped into um, for flops yeah so the the first one i remember picking up and really being floored by was uh modern warfare 4 yeah um and then we played black ops and black ops 2 and i like each of those games honestly felt better than the previous one Mm. um and black ops 2 they i really feel like they nailed it um the online gameplay was super fun i don't usually play a lot of online competitive because i don't want to invest the time to get good enough to enjoy playing (laughs) enjoy playing competitively online right Um, but we played we also played a ton of co-op we played zombies we played gun game um survival uh the online gameplay I, i felt like had a level enough playing field that i could get on get off do okay enough that i didn't feel awful about it uh, and had a really good time playing online. It it was all around, just like story was great, co op was great, online gameplay was great. Uh, Zombies is basically a completely another game in mm-hmm. and of itself that's included with <laughs> with Black Ops or Modern Warfare Four, whichever one you have, um, which is insanely fun. Tons of replayability, lots of stuff, secrets, Easter eggs, new strategies to dig into. So really uh, an excellent game i've played again a shameful amount of hours <laughs> a, jo- a joyfully shameful amount of hours mm-hmm. um next on the list is metal gear 5 all right so there are many metal gear solid games there so are. why why does why does metal gear 5 which is the which is the last technical Kojima game, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's open world. It's in Afghanistan. It's in between an open world and 
it's like it's kind of like it's a very interesting game because it's the other games were like much more linear and this mm-hmm. was the first one that was like completely open i think yeah and i i, I really really enjoyed it um i honestly all i have to say is fulton recovery because that that is hilarious that alone would have sold me on the game but um yeah the the decentralization was super fun there's a ton of side questing you can do um you can build up your crew you have to kind of like i I don't know what the what the correct term is but you have to like go back to your base and like nitpick and tune things up and switch out your employees and this that and the other um so there's kind of like two different elements to playing the game um, right managing stuff at home and then going out and uh wrecking face and then coming back and the fact that you can replay missions mm-hmm. uh to to beat them in different challenge modes is kind of yeah. fun it like really invites this sort of like i don't know i think in when i i, I remember playing the first three really carefully and unfortunately i never really played the fourth one on playstation 3 um but the first three they're really intent on you like um i don't know it's supposed to be kind of like one of those like stealth simulator games like oh how how sneakily can i get in and out of this place and fight these dudes and it was like mm-hmm. you know it's a little sci- there's there's of course like sci-fi stuff and silliness in it but like it tried it took they took themselves kind of seriously right mm-hmm. but then five it seemed like all bets were off for some reason yeah they they wrapped it in a very thin veneer of seriousness mm-hmm. so like the the thrust of the main plot and the characters and cinematics still have the same serious feel. yeah serious feel serious implications it's all played very straight face but aside from that like yeah the game is practically inviting you to to poke at it and find all the cracks and weaknesses and exploits you can and (laughs) you you can only take yourself so seriously when your success and failure is more or less dependent on kidnapping your employees through forced balloon extractions (laughs) like (laughs) a task that i took great joy in Oh God, I I would go through the map and literally just clean it for the sake of doing so. Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. I'd pick up cars, animals, motorcycles, turrets. I mean, if it could, if I could pick it up off the ground. If you could recover it, it was going back to the ship. If I could, yeah, exactly. I I stole (laughs) as much as I possibly could. (laughs) Another... (laughs) A game, a game that like rewards hoarding for some reason, but it, it never feels like hoarding because they, they have like a really passive like inventory management system that does a good job of not making it feel too too intense. Excellent. All right. Great so game. what's what's next on the uh, on the old list? Uh, I had to throw a Dark Souls game, and I think I'm just gonna go with OG Dark Souls um, mm. pre. Uh, their agility nerf agility nerf you mean uh, like dex- the stat sorry dexterity their dexterity. dexterity nerf so i played an all dex build in dark souls one huh. um sword and board katana uh light medium armor 
and it was amazing. And they they see, it really feels like they made all the subsequent games harder and harder and harder to play dex builds on. Which What's I felt the was benefit of dex shame. versus strength build on a on a Dark Souls game? Uh, you basically you. you sacrifice some DPS and some um, some tankiness for extra mobility. Uh, so you still do a, a pretty respectable amount of damage, and you can still take a couple licks, uh, but you're still very light on your feet. So you can oh, okay. you can roll around, you can parry and get behind somebody. Mm. Um, it gives you a lot a lot looser gameplay you know you're not Mm -hmm. playing through naked but you're not playing through as a tank either ah okay it struck the right balance for me um i had a lot of fun with it and then i pretty much switched to magic and realized that that was the easiest way to play and then didn't look back yeah so like i am trying to do a real speed like i want to do a cheese run of dark souls and i started a sword and board took the master key as my item Mm-hmm. And I'm running around naked, and so far it's been okay. Mm-hmm. But every time I watch like any like advice things, they're always like, "Oh, magic! Mm-hmm. Just you, just don't do anything else. Just use magic. It just breaks everything." Yeah it it always seems to to hit the sweet spot in Dark Souls. Like you are kind of a glass cannon, mm. but any of the other uh, classes, you can only really shrug so many blows anyway. So if you're going in with the mentality that um, you're going to dodge everything, then yeah, uh, magic class is, uh, is pretty absurd. Um, I think in DS3, I played with the dark magic class, which basically does magic attacks that deal physical damage. Oh, okay, okay. And it, it like they, they built in like a very intricate um, resistance system into the enemies because dark souls one and two had like one element that broke the game. I think it was lightning in Mm. one and maybe fire in two. Uh, So in three, all the creatures have all these different resistances to various types of magic. Mm. And so it's like, Oh, okay, well I don't really care. It's just whatever your physical resistance is. I'm like, Oh, well, Hmm. Hmm. Only physical magic, then? Only physical magic it is. Bangin'. Awesome game. Uh, And, of course, any of the contemporaries and Dark Soul-esques, if you're into that kind of thing, they're fantastic. I think my favorite is still the original. Yeah, uh, hopefully one day you'll see Bloodborne on PC, and then we can rehash this discussion. Oh, I want it so bad. I know. It's... It's very excellent. I'm I'm willing to to scrub this off the list for Bloodborne if I ever get to play it. Maybe one that, day. It it lives up to the hype. That's all I'll say. Lives up Damn to the it. hype. It's not fair. Uh, I know. So I know. Bastards. All right, what you got next, buddy? All right, next is um, Just Cause Three. Ooh la la. Not two, and not four. Hmm. Just Cause, Cause three, because two is when they kind of introduced the zipline uh, parachute combo, right? If memory serves, yes. The first game you you have the zipline because you're 
scorpion attachment is like half of main character's personality right yeah the other half is (laughs) an unshaved mug uh just like every good protagonist in the uh, early aughts had to be rugged had to be smart talking had to have a retractable anchor cable of some kind anyway uh i've liked this series the since the first game i played one two three and four Mm -hmm. and they're all shades of fun um but three was really their opus in my opinion Um, okay like they introduced the jetpack so you have your you have your retractable whip you have a squirrel suit you have your uh parachute and you have a jetpack um and between just cause one and two i also feel like they were playing it very straight-faced and serious Mm-hmm. And then Just Cause Three, they did like a complete 180. It was like Thor: The Dark World, and then Thor: Ragnarok. Yeah, like yeah. They just completely abandoned the tone of all of the predecessors and went for something completely new and different. And it is an absolute banger. It is mm. so much fun, and it's so broken, and it's so silly, <laughs> and just the the mechanic of like the zipline parachute wingsuit jetpack that all have infinite deployment and all play off of each other. They give you a ton of vehicles to use. You literally don't need any of them at all. Yeah. That is always funny to me. Like they have like really great, uh, they actually, and actually the driving and it's not so bad. Yeah. They're actually well done. (laughs) (laughs) Like if they were to, if they were to do like a more, I don't know, grand theft auto ish, game they'd be really successful because i think their driving stuff is really good yeah um but yeah you literally just never <laughs> never use vehicles there's never no reason it. to never need it no nope. yeah uh but yeah super super fun lots of playability lots of replayability lots of side questing um and crazy stuff that you can get into mm-hmm. all around super fun game if you like that that engine type of like the GTA just cause prototype Spider-Man open world type of gameplay just cause is really the one that scratched that itch the best for me. And three, I think is their, their finest work. Nice. Uh, Next up is Skyrim. Lot to be said there. Lots to be said there. Uh, I was debating between Skyrim and Oblivion. Mm. I do really, really, really love Oblivion. It was a super fun game. Um, but total number of hours played in Skyrim, I've replayed it multiple times. Mm. I've absolutely modded the bejesus out of it which if you've never played it modded, you've never really played Skyrim. (laughs) It's one of those games that it was fantastic out of the box, but the modding community made it so much better. Mm. Even better than you could ever imagine it being. The, The HD overhauls, the lifelike water, the leveling system, um having better followers. I mean, people have created whole new uh, missions and stories and environments and all kinds of things that you are basically free, ready at your fingertips 
<laughs> to enhance the game or make the game completely different into a completely different game if you want. Um, it just has infinite variability. It has so much content out there that's uh, community driven that is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't be possible without Skyrim Vanilla. So really, really fantastic. I highly suggest anyone that's ever played Skyrim. It's not the same game unless you mod it. Mm. You have to mod Skyrim. You can't not. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I got nothing to add here. I think Skyrim is a completely perfect game for some weird reason. I think about replaying it at least once a year. And it's completely balanced. As Perfect. all things should be. Perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced <laughs> game with no exploits. None whatsoever. Zero. It's amazing how airtight it is. <laughs> Todd really knocked it out of the park. He broke the mold with that one. Old Toddy Boy did. Oh, oh, oh Toddles. Oh, Toddy Boy. The pipes, the pipes are playing? That's right. Or calling? Or calling. I think it's calling. It's calling, right? You're calling, yeah. The Khajiit is playing the pipes in this uh, in this uh, version. All right, we are leaving Skyrim. Where are we going All right. next? Uh, next is Breath of the Wild. A Zelda game makes Zelda an appearance. Game. Yep, and I again, I had some trepidation with this Zelda game versus any of the other titles. Because mm. uh, I, you know. I have such a soft spot for Link to the Past. I've re- I've played and replayed Link to the Past an innumerable number of times. Yeah. Um, the same with Zelda 64, um, the Ocarina of Ocarina. Time. I played Ocarina of Time start to finish so many times. Mm. Um, so it's it it's hard to pick amongst my children. Uh, but Breath of the Wild, if I wanted to pick a game where I felt like I could spend just the most amount of time and never feel bored by it, I think Breath of the Wild of all the Zelda titles has to take that cake. Um, There's just so much content and replayability. Uh, Even the expansions that they made for it, I thought were fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just all around. Um, excellent game, excellent Zelda title, probably one of my favorite games I've played. I mean, easily in the top five in the last couple years. Um, trying to think when I got my switch, it was a couple years ago. I, I got the switch to play and it was really the title that got me to buy the switch. Cause so I was, Oh I was, really? Breath yeah. Of the Wild. I was not sure I really even wanted to buy it. I had sold all my consoles. Mm. I was console free, living PC gaming master life, and was totally happy with my situation. And then the Switch came out, and I was like, eh, it looks fine, but, you know, PC does what it needs to do for me. And then I saw Breath of the Wild, and I was like, oh, God, I think I have to buy a Switch. <laughs> Best decision best decision you've you've uh, made in the past three years maybe one of the it, best decisions it and not at only did it live up to that hype that i bought a console just to play this game it, <laughs> it blew me out of the water i had yeah. so much fun playing it it was absolutely worth every penny getting the switch buying breath of the wild 
and playing it. I wish I had more time to replay it more. Uh, it fantastic. Absolutely yeah, that's not a awesome. short game. Like Mm-mm. once you get into it, it there is some time to invest for sure. Oh man, there's so much side questing and weird mm-hmm. stuff, and like <clears throat> I'm sure that I probably only scratched the surface of you know content and lore in the game that one could go about getting into and i again i spent an absurd amount of time playing it 100 percent, absolute banger uh getting close to the end here next up is uh, near and dear to me is diablo 2 online I don't know if this... I, I think they're actually decommissioning those servers, if I recall correctly. Um, I don't know if you if you can fact-check me on that, but I thought they were announcing that D2 was was being retired. Like the, the original Diablo 2? But they've got the Resurrected now. Oh, do they? Yeah, so oh. that's you can get that on Switch. Uh, or you can get it on um, on uh, on PC, obviously. Mm, um, but well, yeah, yeah, they have their like sort of like remastered edition that's out now. Interesting. And I want to say that there is a online. Okay, so they have it on everything. It's like Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, BattleNet. So it's mm. everywhere. Um. Eh. I mean, obviously, like, the old D2 servers are probably to be no more. Uh, They've got cross-progression coming out, which is nice. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm not not seeing the, the specific piece of info that I want, but I can only imagine that they're going to... I mean, like, Diablo 3's servers have been on for what feels like eternity. I can't imagine that they won't open up a Diablo 2 Resurrection uh, online. Well, the <clears throat> the original D2 online multiplayer got me through several years uh, of college at the beginning of my college career when I was too poor to buy any other games uh, or pay for a subscription or really anything else. Um, I played... I played Diablo 2 online probably every single day, and man, I had no idea how wild and crazy Diablo 2 was. The The online game is a completely different game than uh, the campaign. There's, um, there's other worlds that you can unlock. There's random online events <clears throat> that pop up. Um, there's you know the cow world, chaos world, wandering diablos, um, hunting for rune words, all the min maxing. It it was it was one of the first. I mean, it's as close to an MMO as I had ever played at the time. Yeah, uh, and it blew my mind. And I spent days and days and months and years uh, playing online, and was rolling deep with a bunch of hammerdens, just straight pallying it up. It was amazing. Well, you can return to those halcyon afternoons now, apparently. So, God, that's, I don't know if I need to know that. I might have to. <laughs> don't need to know, nor do I need to necessarily get back into the habit. 
Yeah, I, I may need to drink these these memories away so that I don't uh, yeah. sink more time into. Yeah, but absolutely fantastic. If I was stuck on a desert island with twenty games to play, I could totally pick up Diablo two online again and continue hammering in the free world. I believe it. So I believe sad. it. Tried and true. Absolutely. Uh, I have to have a pure RP and my all-time favorite and still one of the best games ever made, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, if you go with the original or with the trickle of the, the remake, are they planning on doing the whole game or are they just giving us like little bits to, did to nipple on? Did you play it yet? No, I did not. Retro Integrate? I know it's coming uh, out on PC or is about, maybe by the time this recording comes out it will have been deployed to PC, but um, it it... it it represents a chunk of the first disc. It right. is not the entirety of it. Um, right. I believe the plan is that they're going to do two more mm. games, but I don't think, and I don't want to say anymore because like, blah, blah, blah. If you haven't played the game, you don't know, but like yeah, that I, it, it is not going to be a one for one transition. I'll put it that way. Right. So, like, the experience of the original game is going to always be that. And then Retro Integrate, I think, is a really great game that that is in the same place. And there are a lot of same-ish things. Um, but it will also offer new players a completely different experience from the original. Mm. Interesting. Well, it was fantastic. And <laughs> the I- materia system, the... Uh, Chocobo breeding, um, yep. lots of secrets, lots of special um, fights to get into. It was the first yep. poly- polygonal, polygonally artistic uh, um, Final Fantasy game. And it's so interesting. They like that one was super like low poly. And if you think about it, they go from that from seven to eight. They go into mm-hmm. this like much more hyper realistic looking models for their characters like right away yeah and then nine basically looked like a disney cartoon yeah yeah much by design it was like in principle it was supposed to be like if you remember playing those ones on like your super nintendo uh or super Famicom, if you're from if you're a japanese player like it's supposed to be this very bright colorful uh illustrative world and i that's part of the reason I really liked it was just like, it was just like well over the top stylized. Yeah. I mean, it worked. It was uh, very engaging. Still super fun. Um, and again, I remember playing it at the time and thinking at the time, wow, these graphics are amazing. Yeah. It cannot. It cannot get better than this. There is no way. <laughs> we, have we have truly. Peaked. We've reached the pinnacle <laughs> of gaming. One hundred percent. Final uh, Fantasy VII is one for the ages. Absolutely. And if they do end up making a full Final Fantasy VII remake, all I can say is they can't. They can't get it out fast enough. Yeah. I want. I want so bad. <laughs> Ten years is uh, not enough time to do it. Apparently, it's going to take them longer. Just shut up and take my money already. God, oh, don't so worry. Hard. 
they, right. they will. They're excited to. Uh, next up is I wanted to put a platformer on, and there's so many good platformers. Uh, a lot of recent excellent platformers. Yeah, a lot my of time, excellent ones. My all-time favorite is still Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, even of the Castlevania games, there's some competition in there. But, I uh, mean, of all of the platformers, the Metroids, the Hollow Knights, the other Castlevania titles, um, all of their competition, Final Fantasy VII, Castlevania Symphony, these are like defining of their genres for me. Yeah, it's a absolute stone cold machine of a game. It's yep, it's so good it defies reason. I've replayed it multiple times. It never gets old. It's a super super fun game, no matter when you play it. Uh, if you like platformers, I think it is probably like the best platformer that's ever been made, and it's hard to compare anything to it because it's just so good. And there have been some fantastic ones out recently. No no two ways about it. I loved Hollow Knight. Uh, it was an excellent game to play. Um, I played the, oh god, Curse of the Moon games um, that just came out. I kickstarted those and played them. Oh, uh, blood, the Bloodstained? Mm-hmm. That, again. Bloodstained titles? Super fun. Excellent game. Uh, there's lots of competition out there. Don't get me wrong. This is just still my favorite. Uh, and yeah. I'll pick it up and play it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Plenty of replayability is gorgeous, is fun, is full of secrets, is, I don't know. And also like kind of weirdly approachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and again, it's one of those games, like I've played it so many times and I've seen so many of the different endings uh, there's probably still things about that game that I haven't unearthed in the number of times that I've played through mm-hmm. it all the way. Yeah, it yeah it feels it feels endless the uh, amount of stuff you can do in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super ahead of its time for sure. Uh, and the last one I have on my list is Mario Sunshine. Man, that. It's interesting. I don't. Is this the? I mean, you used Mario Kart as kind of like a blanket, which includes like you know Double Dash, which is on the uh, GameCube. Oh, Mario yeah. Sunshine, GameCube, GameCube era games are super interesting because they do so much for the the future of what's to happen. And mm-hmm. Mario Sunshine is just, I don't know, it's great. It is. It is it is a great game. Uh, I really liked Odyssey. I really liked Mario 64. Uh, of of like the the modern Mario world titles, I think Sunshine still takes the cake for me. Uh, they did such a good job with the mechanics. Um, I loved the the water sprayer uh, as a mechanic, as a character. The graphics, you know, like hosing things off. Um, the whole thing was just, it was super fun. It was really well executed. Uh, it was very streamlined, like playing through it felt very fluid. All the levels were like really well architected. 
of the Mario games, the Mario World games, it's probably, I would say it's still my favorite. Um, it's got some hard runners up, but it does hold a, a special spot. Um, just another really fantastic title that I could play and replay and just be super stoked about. Yeah, for me, Sunshine, like, one of the things that really stands out about it is really the setting. Mm -hmm. Like, the Isle of Delphine is this, like, kind of Caribbean-esque paradise place. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's just everything that was just, like, so, it was so colorful and vibrant. I think Odyssey uh, tries and does in many cases to, like, um, pick up some of the, that aesthetic and feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it does, but there was just something like effortlessly charming about the Isle of Delphine. Every time you like hosed off the weird paint or, you know, accidentally sprayed one of the locals with the, with the water cannon. Um, yeah, it was just like weirdly, it was expressive in a way that it was like, it was very different. Like it's the first of the, what is it? The sort of like Mario tool games. You know what I mean? Like. Luigi's Mansion came out. I can't remember if it was before or after um, Sunshine, but it was just this whole thing where like the the Mario's were doing this thing where like the, they were using some sort of tool as like the main mechanic mm-hmm. for the game. But yeah, it it not only set that pace, but also just like it was just like kind of like ridiculously good at all of the things. Like everything that you did with the little uh, squirt pack. Um, just seemed to like augment Mario's capabilities, whether it was like hovering or, you know, jetting around in the water, which I always found like endlessly uh, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was just a, yeah, it's, it is a, it's just a, a charming and imaginative uh, piece of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved the design they did with it. Uh, I love all the mechanics you get from the watering pack. Um, the whole mm-hmm. thing like the environment was super fun and bright and interesting um and like it i feel like it was a huge step up from mario 64 in like all of the best possible ways like they really really improved on the form um, yeah and the quality in his movement how he mm-hmm. controlled how you how the camera worked it was all much much cleaner and much more um i don't know easier easier to follow and read mm-hmm yeah, and I like I said, I loved Odyssey. It was a lot of fun. I played through a lot of the side material and the challenges and stuff, um, but it didn't really capture my my sense of enthusiasm the same way that Mario Sunshine did when I played it. So it's probably a little nostalgia talking, um, but it's one, another one of those games that I think really uh, nailed it in a way that its predecessors just it's hard to capture that lightning in a bottle as good as, mm-hmm. as good as Odyssey is. And it is a fantastic game. Um, I think sunshine was just lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I think, and also like, this is a pretty, the thing I, that I find really interesting about this list is there's not, I think you've done a good job or not done a good job. I think that it's interesting that you have such a balance of things that you enjoy. The only genre that I don't really see here represented is probably fighting games. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, obviously you don't drop smash or straight fighter or uh, any of those. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, 
aside from that, like you basically cover pretty much everything else. And yeah, like as far as like desert Island um, entertainment goes, I, I would be very happy with this uh, collection, man. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought about it. Um, There are some fighting games that I spent, you know, a pretty fair amount of time in Um, primarily, I think soul caliber was my biggest jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried my hand at some other stuff, and I do still have uh, the most recent Smash. And I did play a lot of Smash. Um, great fighting game. I feel like I got into uh, Soul Caliber a lot more. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're fun games to play. Um, but I don't really play them a lot solo. I almost exclusively play them with people. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know how much, uh, how much quality time I'm going to be getting on the deserted island. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think it's a great list. Thank you for taking the time to, you know, muddle through it and come up with something that you, that like kind of expresses like what you would want out of that time and time well spent. And obviously to uh, the listeners who are hearing this episode, these are all, you know, a plus recommendations. Like I, I, I can't imagine not enjoying myself with any of these. I think they're, they're super, super excellent. So um, yeah, thank you for uh, taking the time to just like build a list and like consider it. And I know it's hard. Cause like you want to like, oh, it's so hard. Yeah, as soon as you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, sh- there's like 10 more 10 more games that I could easily put on here. But, you know, this I feel like this is a really good sampling of uh, a lot of different feelings and styles. Um, and it's very uh, creme de la. So good. Good. Good job, man. Thanks. That's right. These are the best games. Don't dispute me. <laughs> All right. And uh, to you, dear listener, uh, thank you for downloading this episode on your favorite uh, pod listening device, pod listening service, pod listening app. Uh, appreciate you listening to Between Players and thinking about this. Um, if you've got some like ideas or feedback or suggestions, you can always hit us at Twitter at Between Players and uh, tell us uh, what of what of Rob's 20 really uh, lands for you. Um, and what stuff you'd be interested in seeing. Uh, like I said, this is the first in a series of these. Rob, thanks for being the uh, first guinea pig test subject. The first test subject. And uh, hey, I'll take my, it. my goofy experiment. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Nice. Yeah. Uh, find us wherever you find your podcasts. But not me, because I'm not on anything. So don't don't bother looking. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks again, dear listener, and uh, keep gaming.